Talking about superstar country boys, it's five minutes past eight. Let's get stuck into the stable mail. Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Stable Mail. And let's catch up with JD Hayes as we get set for a big weekend. G'day, JD. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Kyabram's not far away from your hour these days. You join our, our syndicate there for a trotter for an Inter Dominion. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll, I'll lock you in then, JD. Um, pencil me in. Uh, pencil. All right. We might have to take him up that hill there, your role, if we can borrow some borrow some lamb for a little while anyway. Um, let's try and find some winners at Mooney Valley on uh, Saturday. We'll start off with the English Banner. Geez, you've got a couple of nice two-year-olds stepping up for the first time. Blue Lua. And um, there was some whispers around an establishment that I was at on Friday about Bold Bastille. Just get on this horse when it starts at Mooney Valley um, Saturday week. And that was last Friday. So how can you help us out with those two two-year-olds there, JD? I'm uh, very happy with both of them. They're both very professional horses, um, which I think is key for these early two-year-old races. And um, I'd actually struggle to split them, to be honest, because uh, the Blue Point Blue Allure really improved her from her first to second, and we've always had a good opinion of Bold Bastille. So I'm very happy putting the saddle on both of them, and they're running for good prize money, and hopefully we're able to hopefully make it back-to-back in the banner. What about gate speed? Will they both be forward? It's a little bit unknown. They show nice gate speed in their jump out. So um, I believe they will be settling in the uh, forward half, especially from those nice barriers. Talking about our favourite horse here on Giddy Up, and I think she nearly has to go to um, the number one seeding here, and that's Shiva after her performance. And thanks to you, JD, you gave her a good push for us once again. But we've been all over at Geelong and then at Caulfield. And this looks a nice race for her in the Crockett Stakes. And once again, I think the market with Bet365 has been a little bit disrespectful, JD. Yeah, she's got a bit of a sticky draw to negotiate. Um, she went to the Valley on debut and um, it just went horrifically wrong. Um, that was from a wide barrier, slightly better barrier on Saturday, but cannot fight the horse. I think she's absolutely airborne and if she gets luck and running, she'll be hard to beat. And I think she was a victim of circumstances. The track's improved out of sight since then. It was mission impossible. Winx couldn't have won from where she was that day, I don't think. Yeah, no, and um, she jumped with them, then went back, then went forward. It yep. was just a, um, a good old classic balls up. So <laughs> luckily she came through it well and we were able to get her prep back on track. And um, I think she's well placed in the listed race. I think she has that type of ability. Did so you say back Poifec first up and then was down the track the other day, this filly by Piero, but she gets a far better draw, you would imagine, in race six there on Saturday? Yeah, I'd uh, be prepared to forgive her off that run. Um, she's, uh, I think she peaked on her first run 14 and then ideal world we would love to keep her to 14 for one more and she got too far back at Flemington and she was okay to the line, but her track work has been outstanding since and um, I think she's won for trifecta and quality, uh, trifecta and first four players because I think she's a terrific value. And Apulia goes around on a quick backup in the golf fars over the 2,000 metres for the three-year-olds. What what can you tell us there, JD? You happy with him? Yeah, he's a big, strong colt that's handling his racing and uh, off the slow tempo, getting home hard. Um, it was more like a track gallop. So I think he's going to back up beautifully and he gets his opportunity here at Mooney Valley. Do you like seeing that when horses have no luck and then the quick back up? It seems to be a winning formula. One of Cadolphin's horses did that the other day from Sandown to Flemington, the, the filly that's the second favourite for the Oaks. And she raced away from a comprehensive victory under those circumstances. Do you like doing that with your horses if they have bad luck there the previous week? 
Yeah, there's a few boxes that they need to tick during the week. They need to make sure that they eat up and that they're right well in themselves and make sure that that run hasn't taken too much out of them. But um, usually you're spot on as you normally are. Uh, that is a good recipe, uh, backing them up after an unlucky run. That filly I'm talking about, Sardozy there, that um, was held up at Sandown, then bolted home at Flemington. Mr. Brightside, why can he win a Cox Plate, JD? I really do hope so. He gets every opportunity from the barrier. Um, fifth up 2,000. Uh, there's question marks on whether he runs a 2,000. We're horrendously one-eyed when it comes to this horse and yeah. think he will. Um, but we'll find out more on Saturday. It's a quality field and um, he's going to need a little bit of luck at some point. But if he gets it, he's going to run a, a terrific race. This is probably a little unfair because he's set such a high benchmark, especially this spring. But were you a shade disappointed from his run in the King Charles? Not because like he finished second, but just the way that Fangirl went past him? Uh, no, I wasn't. Um, I think it just comes across a little bit disappointing because he's a dollar ninety. But yep. when you go through Fangirl and reflect, her form behind Anima is outstanding. She's a very good horse in her own right. And um, we were a month between runs going to Sydney. So if we're ever going to be vulnerable there and we're back on our home deck, he's very good at the Valley. Two weeks between runs up to 2,000. He ticks a lot, a lot of boxes for me and um, gives him a chance to bounce back. So Barry number two, I think it's the perfect draw for him. There's a little bit of pace out wide. And I was just mentioning this before on the breakfast show on 11.16, that if Mooney Valley could pick and Racing Victoria could pick out a draw that would help the race be a great race. I think that draw on Tuesday morning would be just it, basically. So from your gate, where do you see yourself in after the first 400 metres? Hopefully smoking the pipe just behind them. Yep, That's beautiful. The, that'll be the plan. And um, there does look to be nice speed with Zaki coming across and the like. So hopefully we're just going to be just behind the speed, getting a beautiful, cosy run. What about on Friday night? We need some money on Friday night. We go to race number one and you've got Croatian Bell who goes around in his first race. And it's not a bad race either. I thought that she was pretty good first up. She was. And um, unfortunately, we had a little bit of a set, setback okay. um, in terms of a virus. But she's had two trials since, and she trialled really well last time. So um, she's good at the Valley. Um, I think Mark Zara on board will suit. And um, I think she's a terrific each way value. I haven't actually seen the price of her yet. But uh, I know she's going well, and she handles the Valley, which are two uh, big ticks. Bet three six five. I can get you around eight dollars. She's been easy in the market there, JD Croatian Bell, and I'm a Shelby who doesn't mind the Valley either. Um, has been solid around that six dollar fifty quote in the second race over the fifteen hundred meters. The Vobus Gold Star. Yeah, he um, he was quite disappointing last start at Ballarat. He sort of crabbed around the corner. We've gone over him with a fine tooth comb. Couldn't find anything wrong with him. Just jarred up a little bit off that hard track and. Hopefully with this rain around, we get a bit of give and he is good around the valley. He's a winner there and he ran credibly there second up. So in what is turns out to be a very strong race. So um, I'm very happy for putting a saddle on him and hopefully he's able to pick up nice money for connection. All right. What's your best for the weekend, JD? What are we backing? I'm going to go perfect each way. I think yeah, Beautiful. it's a little bit risky because she was a little bit disappointing last start, but I just absolutely love what we've seen at home and think she's going to really appreciate staying at the mile third up ready to go a few questions coming through how's that done deal philly going <laughs> he's it we got a we got an update the other day whoever that is a couple of people she she's flying isn't she in the paddock jd 
Absolutely airborne. Yep. It just, uh, it's going to test your patience, Gareth, because she's got a big frame that needs to go into, but I believe the ability's there, and uh, we'll be targeting the classics. We love patience. I tell you what, it's, it'll be well worth the wait, and that means we get can uh, we can pester you until she runs, which would be a, a lot more fun. Um, we wish you the best of luck. Can Everglade win today? Uh, she's a chance. I believe the McAvoy's got a very good one in it. Um, she's got the earmuff blinkers on, which is an interesting gear yes. combination that you don't see us <laughs> use. Very often, um, but she's if she finds her form, uh, that she she did absolutely um, bolt in at the valley one day uh, by five, and we think she's pretty close to re- recapturing that form, and hopefully the gear works. And here to shock, can he win a sale cup? Uh, he's in the noms. He's most likely going to wait and okay. go to the 1400 uh, on Derby Day. All right, Jada, you have a wonderful day, mate. We appreciate your time, and go and win that. Go and win that Cox Plate, mate. Thank you very much. We're trying our best. Rob Archibald, of course, the racing manager for Annabelle Neesham, joins us now here on Giddy Up Stable Mail, ahead of a, a massive weekend of racing, of course, with the Cox Plate in Melbourne and a terrific meeting there in Sydney as well. Good morning to you, Rob. Thanks for your time, mate. Morning, Gareth. Let's start with the old boy, Zaki. Now, I watched him work there on Tuesday morning, and I listened to a little bit what Annabelle had to say, and she's indicating that he's never been better, the old boy. How have you found him this week, and especially after that track gallop leading towards this Cox Plate? Yeah, well, Annabelle's been down in Melbourne this week, and, and she's over the moon with the way he's, he's going. She's been happy with him all preparation and obviously just building for, for Saturday. So um, from from his work point of view, he's been spot on. He's, he's Looks great. He's moving as well as ever. Um, so she's really pleased with him. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed. Um, fingers crossed that he presents on the day in, in the order that he is at the moment. What did you make of the Barry draw? Oh, well, first thought. Your first thought, you automatically, it's not ideal. Yeah. But um, I think the more you think, you know, the more you look into it now, um, it's just all going to depend on you know, how they start. It's really going to be up to Damien to assess it as quickly as he can. Um, I think he's got good natural speed. You know, his his pattern's generally always to roll forward. So I I think nothing's really going to change. It's all going to come down to how hard he has to work. Yeah. Um, and, and if Damien feels like there's too much speed inside him, then hopefully um, he's going to be able to relax just in behind the speed somewhere and get a spot. So it's, it's pretty much as simple as that. Um, we've got to, you know, Damien's a bit of pressure on him to work it out as quickly as he can. But um, I know Annabelle's over the moon with the way he's going. So fingers crossed um, we get a bit of luck. Yeah, and lucky you got D-Lane because he is one of the, the inform hoops of this country at the moment. Definitely one of the better hoops in the world. And he has got a difficult draw to overcome. But when I think of Zaki, I think that, geez, he's good at Ramwick and Flemington at those big spacious tracks. And he's performed pretty well at Mooney Valley. But I think he's a far better horse when he can hit the fence at the Valley. Is it a case that you would love to see him get to the fence and just like the old harness racing days, like a Vinnie Knight with popular arm, just come off the gate and try and cross them in the early stages and then try and own the race after that? Do you think that would be his perfect situation in a race like this? Yeah, I think the perfect situation is probably roll forward with with no pressure and and you get to the fence without any, any... any hassles, but if they're, it's not, I, I don't, look, Annabelle will, will make a good plan with Damien and, and I don't think it's going to be get to the fence at all costs. I think yep. it's just going to be work it out, see what the tempo's like and go from there. 
Uh, I, you know, I, I think you can if he does too much through the first half, then potentially he's going to be vulnerable late. But again, it's just it's just going to have to be one of those things they're going to have to sum up in in the race. But um, I, you know, we've got a good judge on board, and I'm sure he'll get it right. So you've got my Oberon who needed a low draw, and he got that. Jamie Mott takes the ride because Johnny Allen was suspended, would you believe, at Warnable on a Monday. So Mike O'Brien gets a nice slow gate. He was third behind Brightside and Fangirl and that King Charles. Can he make up enough ground stepping up to the 2,000 metres to to be competitive in a Cox Plate? Yeah, I think he's probably going to have to run a – well, he will have to run a career best. But he's, again, been so consistent the whole way through this preparation. He's going to get a lovely run from the draw. Um, look, if he a few things fall his way, he he's going to be there in the finish. So, um, again, couldn't fault him going in. He's he's been running really well. He's obviously a winner at Mooney Valley uh, previously. So, um, happy happy with him. Very happy with where he's drawn, obviously. And I think um, if he yeah, as I said, if a few things go his way, then he'll be there to be counted. Geez, Port Lockroy was impressive there the other day. It was a confidence-boosting victory there in Sydney. But before that, was, wasn't was far away in a dulcify. He comes to Melbourne here, gets an inside draw in a, in a vase. Your thoughts there for this three-year-old? Yeah, he's, again, great order. Obviously, back up in grade here, um, stronger grade. He's going to have to be... Um, he's going to have to improve again, I think, if he's going to be winning a race like this, but um, confident he can. He's been up for a little while, but he looks to be holding that form pretty well. And, um, you know, first time around the Valley is always a bit of an unknown. Uh, he's also in the spring champion as well up in Sydney. So yep. I'll make a decision a bit later this morning where okay. he goes. Um, but, um, look, he's in fantastic order. I think he can go there and run a nice race. All right, then let's have a look at a few of your runners there at Randwick on Saturday. And we'll start off in the fourth race over the 1,600 metres. And you'll be saddling up, of course, um, I think Cruise Missile. Is it out now? It's out. It's, yep. it's going to go to the 1,400 a bit later on in the oh, day. Oh, beautiful. And race 10, what do you think of his chances there? Yeah, he's pretty well credentialed horse. He showed good form in New Zealand. First start for us over here. Um, I think he's just starting off over the 1,400. He'll get out over a bit further um, through the course of the preparation. But he's, yeah. From what we've seen of him, he's he's a horse with ability. All right, then then you've got of course Numerian going around in the Craven Plate. You happy with him there? Yeah, happy with him. He was good first up. He was closing off nicely. He'll strip a bit fitter for this. He's got a good soft draw. He'll be ridden a bit closer to the speed, and um, yeah, he should be he should be challenging them. And what do you what have you made of the the Bennett Racing horse in Sabark, who also goes there in the Craven Plate but gets a widey gate for Bayless? Yeah, I think he'll run tomorrow night um, at, the Valley, at Mooney yep. Valley. Yeah, and JRA Cup. He's a really consistent horse. He's a horse that makes his own luck on speed, and um, he's going to need a bit of luck from from Barrier Eight. But if he gets it, um, he'll he'll um, he'll be yeah he'll be right in it. A tracker goes around in race number nine in the Calendar Presnell over the sixteen hundred metres. Maloney takes the ride. Um, this is tougher, but it was a good win the other day. It was really good win over the fourteen hundred steps up to the mile. Um, really pleased with the way he's been going at home. So um, strongest test for him today, but um, couldn't fault him going in. But he's going to have to improve. So we had a chat about Sir Bark's chances in that JRA Cup over the two thousand metres there tomorrow night. You've also got Hopeful engaged in that race, and are you hopeful that he can 
hopefully return to some of his better form? Yeah, no, he, no doubt he's going to have to. Um, he's obviously dropping back, dropping back in trip. Uh, he's just overdoing it a bit over the mile and a half, but he's going to have to um, improve a lot if he's going to feature here. But Annabelle's confident he can certainly run a better race. And then Fancy Man, um, one at Eagle Farm. You do that pretty well by, I reckon, sometimes giving your horses in New South Wales and Victoria. They go up to Queensland, get a confidence-boosting victory in week class, and now you've um, brought him back down south. Can he give them something to think about if Jamie Mott can wave some magic from that gate in the cup? Yeah, he's not, draw hasn't done him any favours. Um, just giving some consideration to Bendigo next week. Yep. Um, if not, then, yeah, look, he's in. Annabelle thinks he's really um, come on a lot from that win up in Queensland from a confidence point of view. So happy with the way he's going. Um, this distance shouldn't be a worry. So, again, just if you can overcome the draw is the big thing with him. Now you've got host of runners in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Friday night, um, Sunshine Coast. Surely you've got one winner for us, Rob. <laughs> uh, I, I'll go up to the Sunshine Coast yes. on Friday. Uh, a horse called Torfeek Star is in the 0 to 58,000. I think you can win a, win a nice race there. Don't you love it? Group one's everywhere. Black tight races everywhere. And we're going to a 58 on the Sunshine Coast <laughs> on a Friday night. Um, tall and that'll, that'll probably get beaten no. as well. <laughs> no, Damien Thornton and the Australian. could be the start of a big weekend for Australian bloodstock. Thanks for that, mate. We appreciate it, Rob. Thanks, Gareth. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Always makes my day when we catch up to our great mate, Lindsay Smith. And he has his star galloper, Tuvalu, going around in a crystal mile. And he's the favourite with Bet365. Lindsay, good morning, mate. Welcome back to the show that you name, Giddy Up. This is your show after all. Yeah, hello. Oh yeah, well, uh, it must be uh, must be going all right if you're still uh, yeah still, still on air. But really, no, all good here. Where are you off to? I'm off to the paddock to uh, pick a couple of horses up. All right then, mate. What about Tuvalu in the Crystal Mile? Um, geez, he was mighty the other day. He's had a bit of a freshen up. Your thoughts about his chances in this smallish field on Saturday? Yeah, he had uh, about eight days on the grass paddock. Um, mindful of getting him ready to go home to West Australia, so um, he bounced out of that eight days off pretty good. Uh, he had a little uh, dash up the other day at the jump outs against quite a fast horse, so um, I thought it was the best I'd seen him move for a while, actually. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, just put a bit of speed back into his legs. Um, so he's in good order. Uh, I'm out of a bit of form. The jockey might be out of a bit of form, so hopefully he swings us both back into it. Yes, Tuvalu. I don't think you're out of form, Lindy. You're never really out of form. And Jamie, well, she'll she'll get back to her best, and hopefully it's on, on Saturday or Friday night. Um, from that gate, Lindsay, she's got a few options, and in this smaller field, it should be pretty it should be pretty straightforward, you would imagine. Uh, oh, well, uh, having, having her... Uh, ride the horse once before um, she's had that feel of him and uh, she may take it up, she may sit she may get back but he's very tactical like that so um, yeah it'll be it'll be up to Jamie and um, you know it's a, only a, as you said a, a smallish feel but um, 
they were the ones that had a chance in the race anyway, even though it would have been a 16-horse field. Yeah. The best horses, I, I think, are in the race. Yeah, it's a ripper race. As you point out, there's every every horse has got a chance, you would imagine, in a crystal mile, a McCafe crystal mile. So um, over the 1,600 metres. So he's fit enough. There'll be no excuses from that point of view because I know that you've got that railway stakes and northerly in mind when you head back to your home state of Perth, but he's ready to run at his best in a crystal mile. Yeah, no, he's, uh, you know, I, I, I like to win. And um, I think maybe the Fian, I, I had a, made him, he wasn't at his real top then, but he just got beat by a better horse last start. So I think he's in that zone that, on his last start. So, yeah, I think it um, puts him in good stead. I, I, I know he hasn't won at Mooney Valley, but I, I like him at Mooney Valley because he can, he can be up there and, he can change his uh, tactical speed. So, yeah, looking forward to it. What about you teaming up with a couple of WA stars on Friday night? Freddie Kersley Jr. rides Power Missile, who was pretty good first up in that Country Cup final. Your thoughts there? Yeah, um, he was... Uh, I thought he'd be a bit sharper at Ballarat. Um, and the track started the rain. He doesn't like any uh, softness of the track. I nearly took him out, but he needed to have a hard gallop, so, and the horse that beat him was in good form. Uh, he rides quite good, this Kersley boy. Yep. I've re- never really used him, but he's been coming down and working hard. He's and he's caught he's caught me when I'm out of form, unfortunately for him. But um, yeah, this horse um, he's owned by my wife, so okay. Yeah, I better. I've got a bit more extra pressure, but he he's got the blinkers added. Yes. He had a little jump out with the blinkers. He went good. Uh, he's a live hope, that horse. He's, got, hope. he's got his grandfather's ability to speak, Freddie Kersley Jr. So even if she goes bad, I'm sure Freddie can talk you out of trouble anyway, Lindsay. Yeah, it's out there. When, when <laughs> one, one second last, he started talking. I went, this, is, this horse went really good. <laughs> well, I could just imagine. What about what about glitter and glitter and gold? Um, can he? Is it too short for glitter and gold over the sixteen hundred, or can glitter and gold win first up over this trip tomorrow night? She's been a nice horse for me, so I don't think the distance is a, a real worry. Uh, she, um, she her trials have been better each time, so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying to have a winner with Damien before um, he hangs up the boot. So, uh, no, she's in good form and, uh, yeah, we're fingers crossed with her. All right, mate, are we having a bet today or this weekend? Not really. Uh, I'm a little bit shaky at the minute, so uh, you're best off not listening. Well, what I should do is tip one and lay it. That's what you should do. Hey, Lindsay, you, you always doubt yourself. You're a genius. I can never understand, yeah. like GL Senior does that a little bit as well, like two of the greatest trainers that I've ever seen. And you, you have a little bit of self-doubt, which I, no one can really understand because it's not fair on the others that like haven't got your ability. But I'll back you in with Tuvalu. Oh, it's a bit hard when you live on the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> You're not there, but when, well, I'm close. When, when, you live on the, when you live on the edge, it doesn't take much to push you no. over. Oh, God bless you, Linz. We all love you. Enjoy that trip to pick up those horses from the paddock. Giddy up. The invitation's a beauty at Rural Randwick on Saturday. Um, Opal Ridge 
She's a star man. She was so brave in a Kosciuszko behind front page. And uh, Luke Pepper joins us now to have a chat about her chances on Saturday. Hello to you, Luke. How is she, mate? Um, Opal Ridge after that pretty pretty good effort, you would imagine. Well, I thought she was superb in that Kosciuszko. Yeah, she was super. Look, I don't think she could have gone any better. Um, she just met a horse on the day that was just, you know, he just was off the charts, old, the old boy. And, um, you know, his sectionals up front and where we were was basically mathematical um, that we couldn't beat him, you know. So um, I couldn't be more proud of her effort and um, looking forward to seeing her step out over a little bit further on Saturday. Yeah, so has she recovered well from that first up effort? Oh, mate, I think she's actually come out of the run better for it. Like, yeah. uh, I wouldn't say she's improved because she was going super into the run, but I just think she's just tightened up naturally, got that um, race fitness under her belt, and um, I think she's definitely, um, you know, better for the run. Yeah, so second up on, on Saturday, do you think she'll appreciate the seven furlongs now? Yeah, I, look, I've always said, I've, you know, I wouldn't mind getting this girl out to a mile, um, this prep, if, if possible, and... Look, last preparation, there was sort of no need to sort of stretch her that far um, just with the races we had in mind for her. And um, she's so adaptable and she sort of relaxes anywhere you sort of want her to be. And um, it'd be interesting to see her step out over further. She's obviously been proven at 1,400 before, but, uh, you know, I think she's, um, you know, definitely going to uh, thrive with the extra, you know, couple hundred metres. So before the... Kosciuszko, we see the gear change with the concussion plates and everyone panics. Can you just explain that for the punters out there with her? Yeah, look, I, look we've been probably overcautious to you yep. the truth. She had a small bruise on a, on a heel that uh, we didn't want to um, sort of make it any worse. And um, we just sort of were a bit overcautious and put the concussion plates on her. And um, we've actually kept her in and she performed obviously fantastic in them. And we've kept them on her. Um, you know, the whole way through, we had no need to sort of change the shoe in. And um, like I said, we'll just try to, you know, be over cautious and make sure we weren't sort of aggravating that, that small bruise that she had. Um, and, you know, she performed great, so it was no issue at all. Would you back her up into a Golden Eagle? Look, it's definitely, definitely in our plans. Um, she'll have to perform on Saturday, obviously, yeah. and um, come through the run well. And if, if she... If she ticked all them boxes, um, I think uh, she'll definitely um, back up into the Eagle and not many chances to get the run for $10, $10 million. No. I know it's an incredible race. And uh, look, if, if she comes through a run on Saturday and performs well, um, you'll probably see her come back down the, the Saturday after. Yeah, I can't wait to see what she can do in the invitation and the Golden Eagle. She deserves an opportunity against some of these fine horses that she'll be competing against in the next couple of weeks, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, look, she's just been, you know, the last 12 months with this girl, she's been incredible and sort of got to pinch herself every now and then. Um, um, the level that she's gone to and, um, look, she'll have to go to another level on, on Saturday. There's some great mares in the race and, you know, group one to four mares. But um, a little bit of rain around is definitely going to help us. I think that if she can get a toe in a little bit, it's definitely going to help her and, um, you know, she just doesn't know how to run a bad race. So she, whatever she does on Saturday, it'll be her best. All right, mate. So we can back her at about 9.50 each way. We bet 3.65. What's your best over the weekend? You've got a couple of runners on Friday as well at Scone. Yeah, I think Press the Pedal, he won his last start at, um, on the Beaumont track. He finds a tougher race stepping into a Class 1, but he's really shown good improvement. And he's a horse that's always had ability. And, 
he's been a big. Um, he, yeah, he hasn't got much between the ears. He's taken a long time to figure out how to sort of figure out how to gallop, but I think he's starting to put it together now, and um, I think he'll run a solid race here tomorrow. Good luck, mate, especially in the invitation. We appreciate your time, Luke. Fantastic, mate. Thank you. Welcome back to Giddy Up, Gareth Hall with you. This is Giddy Up Stable Mail and Adrian Bott and Gay Waterhouse. There's no team in better form in this country than the Bott and Waterhouse team at the moment. They'll play a major part once again across the weekend. And let's catch up now with Adrian here on Stable Mail. Good morning, Adrian. Thanks for your time as always, mate. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. Now, Alligator Bloody was the first horse out there with the Cox Plate Barry draw. So I would imagine you were pretty happy with Barry number five. Yeah, um, yeah, we drew out wide last year, and I don't think that certainly um, sort of gave us any sort of favours. So, sort of, we've got a nice draw this time round. Um, you know, draw to give sort of Tim a, a few options there, sort of depending sort of how we see the race sort of panning out on the day. And um, I think it's a, a lovely draw for him. He seems to have. Uh, he said it looks to. To, to me that he's had a far better preparation in a way leading up to this year's Cox Plate than last year? Yeah, we've probably been able to give him a, a, a good grounding and um, we sort of had a few, I, I guess, sort of hiccups there with the, with, with the ownership, um, mm. sort of trying to get all that sort of put into place last year and it was a bit, a bit sort of a stop-start preparation at the beginning. So um, that made things a little bit difficult at various stages, whereas um, I, I guess sort of, We've been able to sort of plan towards this for 12 months now. And, um, yeah, feel he's in, in, in good shape. Certainly feel he's going um, going into the race in, in, in better shape this year than, than what he was last year, no doubt. You got a couple of nice chances in the, the third race there, the Tezio Stakes over a mile. Um, for first light racing, you'll be settling up Osmos, who is second up this preparation and sold choice. Um, that was pretty good, I thought, first up there. The other day, and there's a great chance there, according to the market. Can you split those two? Yeah, uh, I thought I was most excellent the other day. She probably just got a bit further back than yep. anticipated, but she worked down really well. Um, feel she's trained on nicely. If she can settle a bit closer, she'd certainly be effective. Um, Sold Choice was good the other day. She stuck on quite well. Uh, she may just be looking for that little bit further now, being third up in her prep. What about in Sydney? You've got alcohol free in the invitation. What's your expectations with her over the 1,400 now? Uh, no doubt you'll see a, a much improved performance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the run was probably better than what it may suggest in, in, in the Everest. Um, and she's going certainly going much better than that. Uh, just the, um, yeah, ultimately sort of rode the conditions on the day and it just probably worked against her a bit. Um, the 1,400 going to be much more to her liking. The tempo of the 1,400 should suit her. Uh, we've had a little bit of rain around last night and today, and no doubt that'll, you know, certainly help help her cause as well. Can you win the Spring Champion Stakes with two uh, two strong chances there, Adrian? Yeah, um, yeah, wouldn't swap those two for for any others. Uh, they've both been excellent in in their last two starts and had a had a good solid lead up to towards this. Um, Raff attacks drawn out wide, but I think, um, yeah, I think that's a nice draw for him given his natural pattern. Um, he was very courageous there last start and should should really appreciate the 2000. And uh, Gumbaray last start, he, he didn't have much luck from the wide draw this time round. He's drawn in to probably get a softer run, hopefully, uh, so a bit more luck. But I, I thought he stuck on well last start. And um, sort of two starts back, he was an excellent win over the mile. So hard to 
hard to discard him as well. Yeah, they've both been feature race winners this campaign. Gumbaray and Raff Attack, so big chances in that spring champion stakes. Can Keenan win again in the Brian Crowley? Uh, he's progressing uh, quite quickly. Um, yeah, it was a, a very strong win there uh, last last start. Um, times were good. Uh, he, he dropped him back slightly in trip, but I, I think he can be most effective over those shorter sprint trips. He's fast horse and, and good sustained speed. So um, he looks just to be in good form and, and, and trying to capitalise on that at present. And the little pumper, so that's crackers there at Keenan in race five. The little pumper's at an each-way price in the calendar Presnell, which is race nine. Yeah, I think his run was better um, than what it may look last start. He had a while between runs, and I think that just ultimately told he, he, he let him up and thought he was stuck on for a long way. Just condition just gave out late. So um, he's had a few weeks now just to um, in, improve, and, and that run's really brought him on. So um, he should be much better suited at the setup of a mile here. On pace night's order, I think he can give some cheek in a Mooney Valley Cup tomorrow night. Yeah, he's. Um, yeah, his form's probably been um, a little bit below his best, but he, he can do that until he sort of gets out to the right trip. So this is probably the first time this preparation that we're able to able to see that. Um, Mooney Valley's probably not the, the, the mm-hmm. greatest track for him, but, um, yeah, he seems in really good shape and um, obviously heading towards the, the cup where he'll you know, really appreciate the two miles. What's Adrian Bott's best for the weekend? Uh, I'm going to stick with Alligator Blood. He's been, been excellent for us all the way through, so we'll, we'll stick solid with him. Go and win that Cox Plate, mate. We wish you the best of luck. Thanks for that, Adrian. That'd be unreal. Thanks very much. It's always great to catch up with Matty Hoisted because Uncommon James, their superstar sprinter, will be going around taking on Imperatrice in the Group 1 Manicado on Saturday afternoon. Hello to you, Matty, and how is Uncommon James? Yeah, morning, guys. Uh, no, he's very well. Uh, comes through that. That last start in, in really good order. Um, I think he's, he's sort of at peak fitness now. We sort of felt he just needed that run to, to get him get him sort of cherry ripe for, for this. This has always been our grand final. Uh, so not happy with he, the way that he's going in. Just, uh, yeah, obviously having to take on take on her is a bit of a daunting task, but uh, we're fitting well. So uh, look, that's all we can we can do, present him in the best best order. So just explain to us battlers out there with the blinkers. So we, we, we think that when the blinkers go on, it's a major plus that the horses can find a couple of lengths, but that did the opposite for your horse the other day. Yeah, sure did. Look, unfortunately, we, we sort of had him on him a few times, sort of track work. He'd done a couple of gallops in between runs and, and sort of hadn't fired up in them and, and taken to him really well. This is was sort of the reason why we hadn't, you know, put him on you know, until this stage. We, we sort of were a little bit worried early on in his career if he'd take to him the wrong way, but felt it was the right time. And as I said, in, in track work, he'd shown no signs of it, but unfortunately... Once those gates opened, uh, and you know, the probably thing is he jumps too good for his own good as well. So in turn, sort of was never able to to get him behind a scorer, and unfortunately, just that competitiveness of, of race day really sort of had him fired up, and at no stage did he relax, and and was just sort of half wanting to charge, especially mid race, uh, which in turn just completely gassed him. You know, it's not like him to to sort of be, you know, soft through the line and and pull up as he was, like yeah. taking no credit away from the winner. She was fantastic, but um, I don't think we saw saw our bloke at his best. So barrier two then with the blinkers off, are you happy with that gate? Yeah, it's perfect. We, obviously, the, the, the risk was being able to get a bit of cover, even with the shades on, if he would have been able to you know, find a bum, whether he does switch off, who knows, but wanted just to be making sure that we're 
we're switching him off. So I think he just gets a perfect run just in behind the in behind the speed where the jigsaw and uh, IME come come across from out wide and, and really just going to give Damien the opportunity. He'll, he'll dictate the speed because he'll he'll be able to make make them work a little bit to cross and then just get the perfect camp in behind him. Hopefully. So how do you beat this favourite Imperatrice? I hope she gets a bit of bad luck. Yeah, um, yeah look, it's all going to come down to obviously tempo. If she's if she's sort of back and they can you know get there and control the speed from the front, you know who knows? That's probably our only chance. But um, yeah, look, we it's it's going to be a daunting task. There's no doubt. But um, look, she's a back marker. We'll be up close to the speed. So hopefully, we can, if we can control them now, we're fit, be really ripping home in a quick, you know, quick end final final half of the race. And who knows? Hopefully, she might be too far off us and make her task impossible. But it's uh, going to be going to be a very hard task to beat there anyway. Yeah, I thought she was maybe vulnerable after that track record time first up when she won the McEwen defeating Giga Kick and Rothfire. Then I thought well, she might be a little bit vulnerable with your horse first up and there's Fira that's a, I think she's a genuine group one horse over 1,000 to 1,100, but then you just watched her change. She just changes legs so well at Mooney Valley. Like she's, she's made for that track. Some horses might not be, but she definitely is, which even makes your job a little more tougher because she does get around that final bend like a greyhound. Yeah, she does. She just got an unbelievable change up speed. Doesn't yeah. she? Uh, she actually galloped just before us uh, on Tuesday. So I actually watched her, her piece of work and yeah, she's just so comfortable around there. She's um, yeah, obviously a, a complete star there, but I suppose trying to find little things to beat her. She's obviously had you know really quick tempo in both those runs where she was able to you know, set, set the race up for horse to come from behind and she's just got a withering turn of foot, obviously. So hopefully if we can maybe be dictating and going a little bit steadier up front uh, over the 1,200, as I said, if she that's probably the only way to, to beat her if she's she's a few, few pairs back behind us. Um, but she's a, she's a star mare, so we've just got to hope she can maybe have an off, off day as well. Now, Matty, you've got some strong chances on Common James in the Manicato, but Sunshine Coast Friday night, then Brisbane and on Saturday as well. Do you have a, a bet for us punters on Giddy Up? Yeah, probably a few few tricky gates, but a few have drawn well. So probably Eagles Craig would be our best, I think. Of course, he used to race down here in Victoria. Yes. Uh, he was, he Archie was Alexander? Really, yeah, correct. It was, uh, so OTI sent him up to us, and he looked he was fantastic first up. He was just probably in in need of the run and just sort of loom to win and just sort of peaked late. So strips a lot fitter um, and looks a really nice race for him. He's getting down in the weights a little bit and um, yeah, it should be a really nice chance. All right then. So Eagles Craig, that is at Doombin there, race nine, horse number 11 with Benny Thompson aboard over the 1600 metres. Good luck in the group one, Matty. We appreciate your time. Cheers. Thanks a lot.